Hello and welcome to episode 18 of The Two Tones. Tony the Beast DeBolfo. It's becoming a bit monotonous, Tony, isn't it? It's the monotony I like. Don't knock it. Uh, and myself, Tony Moclair. The monotony you refer to, uh, Tony DeBolfo, is um, yet another win having been chalked up by the surprise packet of 2016, the Camp Football Club. It's an incredible journey we're on, Tony. I know the, it's a rather hackneyed word, but it's, that, that's what it is. And um, I say to people, you know, in this particular instance, um, the journey is probably as exciting as the uh, the ultimate destination, whenever that may be. But it's it's exciting to be part and on board the uh, the Carlton Express. It's funny you mention that tone because I'll just cover off the score for anyone who did miss it. Carlton sixteen six. How accurate is that kicking compared to last year? Defeating Brisbane nine ten. That's nineteen scoring shots to twenty two. There uh, sixty four. Um, I want to point out, Tone, uh, now, was there fog on the ground? We, I got there with my, uh, she's seven, she's going to be eight soon, my eight-year-old daughter. We got there just about five minutes before the start of the game. But somebody in the press conference asked um, the greatest coach who's ever existed um, during the press conference that there was fog on the ground. Is that right? Well, Tony, I am a champion of the outer, but in this particular game, I, I was behind glass, actually, in the uh, the corporate area with oh, my well, dear father. Oh, well, excuse us. But I, I remember before the start of the game, you know, we wanted to, you know, let in the atmosphere, so we, we slid the, the glass pane across and were hit by a pea super. By what? By the, we, by, we were. Oh, not we, the whiff of the hoi polloi. <laughs> no. It, was an, it wasn't an errant air conditioner, no. It was the, uh, it was, there, was a, 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 there was a mist. Okay. There was a mist that was pervading the, uh, the atmosphere at the time, and um, it, was, it was rather surreal. It, wasn't, it didn't take me back to the junction over in 71, but, mm. but nonetheless there was a, 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 a some, something of a mist uh, in the in the house, and um, but it obviously didn't. Well, maybe it did impact on the Carlton players because they they did start off rather slowly. Uh, Brisbane. They took a I while th- to lift. They did. They, they yes. did. But you know, once they once they um, found their mojo, it was pretty much under control. I thought for most of the the contest. What um, got me about it was going to a game now is a completely different experience. And if you haven't been to a game, if you if you haven't signed up for membership, please do both. But especially. Go to games. Again, Bolton mentioned how important the atmosphere was in front of 30,000. There was obviously the Brisbane cheer squad, but Carlton supporters were there in strength and in voice, and it is such an enjoyable experience now to go to a game. It's a great point you make, Tony, you know, because, uh, look, results are great. We are winning. It's terrific to see, but results are immaterial if the team is playing the way they're playing. You know, if they go down swinging, uh, it's all supporters want. And I think what supporters are really warming to is is the the way the players are, are going about their business and uh, they're full on, and that, and that's what uh, we'd love to see. You know, to see Bryce Gibbs heaving, you know, after the final sign two weeks yeah. ago, you know, is a fair indication of, of the the level of commitment that players are giving, and and I think that's what's really um, impacting on the on the audience. You know, the Carlton people are lo- loving what they're seeing. They're seeing yeah. all of the players across the board giving hundred percent effort. It is. It's great because you hold your head high. You're a supporter of a club that is honest when it goes out, and you couldn't say that at times last year. There was, uh, you know, going to see a game was a uh, an onerous obligation at times. It felt it was, and and people were probably going along, you know, 
on blind loyalty, you know, yeah. that they were counting people and they supported the team through thick and thin, but, geez, it was a lot of thin, wasn't there? Oh, and, yeah. it, and it really tested everyone's allegiances. And, um, you know, for, for people to be able to go along and sit there and not have any emotional connection, you know, was sad, and that was happening for a long, long time. Well, now they've got this emotional mm. re- reconnection with their players and, you know... God, I love Brendan Bolton. What he's oh, what he's yeah, brought yeah. to this place, and the, and the way the players are, are performing for him and each other, it's just magnificent to see. Well, let's just uh, pass parts of the game tone. Um, Cruz definitely a blow. He was. Uh, when did that happen? First or second quarter? Um, I think it happened in the second. Um, you know, and again, you know, it's not uh, unusual in recent weeks that we've, you know, we've been in, unbalanced through the loss of personnel, yeah. and yet it doesn't seem to affect the, 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 the team, uh, you know, going forward. And the players still seem to find a way, even if they're one down or two down, as we saw in the, uh, the Port game, I think it was. So um, it just, I guess that's a great illustration of the evenness of this team, mm. and, but also how hard the players are actually working. If one goes down... It's there's no break in the in the link in the chain, yeah. you know, and um, they just they pick up the pieces and 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 cover for for a, a lost mate and um, just you know Cruz is a great player, but again the team found a way without him and and of course the captain's not there either and mm. um, it's just a, a sign of the the, the power which um, uh, Carlton is playing. With at the moment, it's it's um, it's magnificent, admirable. Well, there were lots of furrowed brows at the start of the year about the depth, and you you know again, like you you take the uh, the Geelong game, you take Murph out, you take Sumner out, and a spirited win. The same as this time, you look how we went against North Melbourne without Cruiser. Yes, and uh, and Casbolt and Casbolt, and you, you know you had good cause to worry if uh, yes. if Cruz was down because. As Brendan Bolton has said, he's the spirit of Carlton. He's a magnificent player. Um, his game last week, you know, 11 tackles, he was fantastic. So you take him out of the mix and like you say, it's uh, somebody else just fills the slot well, and away we go. And in this instance, Tony, we, we should commend Sam Rowe because yes. it happened against Port and it happened again against um, Brisbane. No, Brisbane. Brisbane this week when, when Cruiser went off. Yeah. Sam Rowe was called, called upon, you know, went forward at one stage, kicked a big goal. It's quite funny, Tony, speaking to him after the go, and I commended him for that, that goal at an important time for Carlton. He said, well, yes, I wasn't going to give a cheapie off to Zach Tui running past. <laughs> he was always going to kick it himself. Yeah. But, but there you go. You know, Sam Rowe is one of those players that, you know, maybe six months ago was on the football scrap heap, yeah. you know, that, that, uh, and, and suddenly playing, he's playing the best footy of his career, and he's not on his own. You know, you again look at the goal kickers. What, there's 10 or 11 separate oh, goal kickers led by... Den with three, oh. and, and, and I mean, he's dangerous. I'll say this about Dennis Armfield. Yeah. He has improved his kicking. Clearly, kicking was an issue for him. There was yeah. no worries about his strength, his capacity to run. He's a, he's a great runner, you know, and, and a hard-running player, but the finishing was always the question mark with Dennis Armfield. And yet here he goes, he bobs up again, three goals, you know, uh, playing as a as a, an on-baller pushing forward, he's, all well, power to him. Again, he's one of the, you know, uh, one of the stories of 2016. A, a fellow supporter said to me uh, the other day, and he's, he's a Carlton podcast listener as well, so g'day uh, Cameron Watson, he said, who would have thought you'd see um, 
Dennis Armfield on the cover of The Age for footballing reasons. Well, that's, that's so very true. You know, we know he's a community-spirited man, but good on him. You know, and it's magnificent to hear the chant of Dennis going oh, he's up exciting. around the terraces. He's, he's genuinely exciting when and he gets you, in the ball. That's true. And you look at the other the contributors, yep, you know, on the scoreboard. Man. You know, blokes like um, Gorringe. You know, Gorringe is a revelation, you know. Yep. Uh, again, uh, came into the North game as a ruck and was given the onerous task of taking on Goldstein. Um, and yet, as seems to have found his niche as a... As a Mobile forward that mm. you know is clever. He's got smarts, and um, again, you know, this is just um, symptomatic of the um, the metamorphosis of this team under the coach. You know, and we, we're just seeing we're getting such a return off play, from players that you know, you know, as I said earlier, we're probably on the scrap heap six months ago. Well, there's other. Pl- you, I mean, you do mention them, a tone like Lamb and Wright, who are new to the club. They're yes. Those- Lateral recruits who have come across and have just slotted so beautifully into this team. Hand you, in glove, Tony. Well, you interviewed uh, Jed Lamb after the game. I did. Is that right? I did indeed. You know, we were cut short because he had to go into a team meeting, but it, it, he was just basically talking about you know the the um, how, how the team has come together, you know, and and uh, how there's this self belief and this propensity to to work hard for each other, and um, these are all such positive qualities that um, Brendan Bolton's bringing out in the players. And um, I, I tell you, the way they're playing, you know, if they keep playing like this, they're going to win more games than they lose, you mm. know. And every team that takes on Carlton, if, they, if it takes Carlton lightly, it does so at its peril because mm. they will be in a contest, no doubt about it. Well, that's what Brendan Bolton said uh, afterwards. The team wants to be... Defined by its intensity. Yes, and, yes. Um, that's, and that's, I'm not talking the F word yet, Tony. I don't no, know about you. No, it has been raised. But it, look, deep in the heart of any Carlton supporter, you know, you've got to be, you've got to dare to dream. You've got to have the courage to be audacious. Absolutely. And, and, and I did, uh, you know, ask, might have been Sam Rowe uh, now about uh, how far this team can go in 2016. And he said, well... There's no ceiling. You know, there's mm. no ceiling on where this team can, can go. And I think what we're seeing every week, you know, I know Brendan Bolton alluded to the green shoots, but we're seeing a lot of them, mm. a lot of them, you know. And, and every week and it, almost every quarter we see something new that really sort of um, heartens you no end, you know. Yeah. And, um, and that's the way that this team is playing at the moment. It's, it's magnificent to see. It, it does give you heart and it does give you reason to pick up the phone and become a member. That's the last spruik I'll do of our membership at the Carlton Football Club. I want to mention two things to you, Tone. Uh, the first one would be either a yes or no, and if it is yes, please expand upon it. I'd heard that Simo, as captain, Captain Courageous, as the supporter behind me kept referring to him to, nobody was going to correct him on that, um, <laughs> Simo um, spoke robustly to the playing group after the game because he was uh, concerned at well the, the fact that they took a long time to kind of crank into action. Is that true or not? I, I, I don't know. I, I won't dispute it. It may well have happened. I'm not sure. But it's fair to say there was a little bit of a concern with the way that the team had started. They did start slowly. But again, even in that 10, 12, 15-minute period, Brisbane had the rub of the green like, yeah. in terms of you know, yeah. control of the ball and yet they couldn't hurt Carlton on the scoreboard. Mm. I, I think uh, Brisbane might have been one or two up at that stage, mm. having basically controlled the game, the contest for that early part of the, of the game. 
when Carlton kicked into gear, it was really uh, from then on. It was I thought it was um, pretty much under the home team's control. Mm. Um, so yes, um, I, I guess if you're going to be probably um, picky about it, you would say, well, yeah, maybe this wasn't a four quarter performance. In saying that, you know, you you think after the Geelong game that there was probably a fair bit of toll taken on the group, you know, mm. um, and a short turnaround in the Six week. Six days, yeah. You know, so maybe there were mitigating factors here, but a win is a win is a win, you know. Thank and, you. and it's I think 38 points. It's that's it. That's it. And we, we go into the bye uh, with a real opportunity to beat St Kilda and, um, you know, and, and, and really push up uh, in the uh, to the upper echelons of the uh, the AFL competition. So um, it's looking good. The Apparently, Tom Bell was booed. I don't understand that. I honestly don't understand that. If that did happen, Tom Bell was a, a good servant of the club. He was great to watch, but he had to go back to Brisbane for family reasons. He did, he did. So it should be taken in context. But I, I do recall he, he was in the face of one of the Carlton players. It might have, it okay. might have been a bit of lovable oh, biffo, right. you know, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. And the crowd reacted to that. But as you say, right. there, there wasn't much in it. Yeah, okay. And I'll Mitch Robertson got a bit of a tickle too, didn't he, at <laughs> one point late in the game. But um, Hello. fair enough. Former co-host on the Carlton podcast, and I believe it's his birthday today. Oh, is it? Yeah, there you go. There you go. So happy birthday to you, Robbo. Um, now, uh, Robbo did tag Gibbs. Gibbs had a quiet, a quietish day. There was a lovely tackle in there. Yes. Well, he did. I mean, he had such a big game last week. Maybe he was a little bit, you know, uh, sore. Who knows? Who knows? But again, you know... If it wasn't Gibbs, it was always going to be someone else bobbing up. We look at yeah. Sam Kerridge and what a game he played. Ed Curnow was another one. Grips. You know, the, all, all of these fellows um, picked up the slack. And, um, you know, that, that's, the, that's the feature of the Carlton teams we see these days. It's the evenness mm. of, of personnel. And as I said earlier, you know, if one falls away or is lost through the course of the game or another player is maybe, you know, off his game slightly, it matters little because... Um, you know, it is strength in numbers, and um, and that's that's just what's so admirable about this team. It's the evenness of the team and the fact that they're all prepared to pull their weight. Before we get to our three, two, one tone, it wouldn't be the Carlton podcast without some <laughs> mention of the man that we just reckon is the bee's knees, Jakob, <laughs> Jakob Vietering. Let's talk about his game. Jakob Vietering, it was magnificent to see him. Again, after a slow start probably, but just, just you know, really warm warm to the task. And he was imperious across the halfback. Yeah. And um, the longer the game went on, you know, it's magnificent to see that how well that boy reads the game oh. and, 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 you know, just knows where to position himself at the right time. And, and he seems to do it with this aplomb, you know, he just... Uh, it's almost uh, second nature floats. to him. He floats. He does float. And uh, yeah, I heard the comment made after the game that you know this is a player that looks like he's been out there five years, mm. let alone you know, you know three or four months. And um, uh, there was a great centre back at Carlton, Bruce Stool, mm. uh, who who oh. early this year, Tony, I always think of that Essendon yeah. practice match yes. was here watching Jakob Vietering strutting his stuff, and how proud Bruce Stool must be to see, you know, uh, a player like. Vetering really applying his craft, you know, and he looks like he's going to be the mainstay of this defence for the better part of the, the next 10 years. So, all power to him. 
Now we'll do the three, two, ones, Tony. Yes. You can go first. Well, again, um, you know, it, it wasn't easy. We had a, 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 a plethora of contributors to the uh, the cause of the weekend, but I did go Jakob. I went Jakob Vietering one vote. Yep. Uh, we've said a bit about him uh, already. Ed Kuno, I thought, you know, giant killer. Um, yes. Took Ed Selwood last week and, again, was magnificent for Carlton at the weekend. Uh, uh, 100th game this week for Ed, so well done to him. Well done. And three votes to one of the GWS, I tell a lie, one of the Adelaide boys, Sam Kerridge. Um, I thought Sam Kerridge, again, you mentioned Gibbs being down um, and, you know, with the loss of Cruiser at the centre contest, uh, Kerridge really made an impression, I thought, and it was probably his best game for Carlton, I'd say. I would agree with that. And I would uh, reflect your 3-2-1, only I'd... Um I'd give Lamb two votes. I okay. Those three goals were uh, were just great. Yes. And he, he, yes. You know, he received one. There was a big kick in the goal square. And yes. Uh, but look, as part of his his journey, I think Lamb's definitely brought a lot to the table for well, the team this year. Very well said. And apologies to Armfield, Cripps. I mean, he could yeah, have fitted li- so many problem. more play, plays yeah. in. What a great problem to have. Exactly. So yeah, that's a Jakob Vietring one. <laughs> Man he's polled well. Votes. He's polled well this year, Tony. He's a steady vote getter. He certainly catches my eye. Well, I tell you, um, I've got a few grey hairs now. But if I had uh, the task of choosing the BNF for this year, I'd have nothing but. Well, it's it's a it's going to be hotly contested because you know Murph Murph I think made a, a pretty indelible mark early. Gibbs again uh, was thereabouts. Um, you've got uh, the doc, Sam Doherty, yeah. also, you know, pushing contention. And, of course, a young kid who, who must be firming for NAB Rising Star uh, honours this yeah. year is also in the mix. So it's going to be very hotly contested, this, this award, Tony. It'll um, be a great night when it happens. Absolutely. So uh, we look forward to that. Now, um, we'll just quickly go through the uh, – do you want to cover off a couple of those injuries there? We know Murph with his ankle is out for four weeks. Yes, I noticed there was a photograph he tweeted out this week of uh, – he's finally found something to do with his pressure cooker. Yeah. Uh, he's filled it up with ice blocks. <laughs> and, and I noticed he had his ankle in there and his little pug dog was – Drinking the water out of the uh, out of the uh, the pressure cooker, so I hope it doesn't impact on Merv's ankle. But there you go; he's he's obviously working overtime to try and get it right. Hopefully, you know, if things progress, we might see him after the bye. But he's down for you know as a four weeker, so we have to be patient. Well, we have had that before. Remember, uh, Cruz was out for four weeks, or Levi was out for eight. Yeah, apparently. he was dead, Levi. So he, yeah, was, he was he was he was he was mortally wounded. But um, yeah, it turns around pretty quickly, doesn't it? Uh, Sumner is being tested, um, and uh, look, I, I guess the reason I bring this up, Tone, is because St Kilda, who we play, um, Eddie had one ten on um, Sunday. They've got a few outs at, which are going to definitely impact on the nature of this game. Well, yes, absolutely. They've lost Hugh Goddard with an Achilles, Tony, Paddy McCartan, the big fella who uh, diabetic. You know, the club's endeavouring to balance. Balance his, um, I guess, his preparations there. Given that, uh, I guess, obstacle he has to deal with, he was concussed and is has, has copped a couple of concussions this year and is probably more than likely not going to play. And Nick Revolt played out the game was having issues with his knee. So mm. there's probably three potential big outs there. Uh, well, Goddard's definitely out, and the other two, I guess, will be monitored. Mm. But, yeah, it, it may well, you know, imbalance St Kilda going into the Carlton match. But, again, St Kilda has shown this year that they can uh, they can mix it with the best if they're on song. They had a disappointing game in Adelaide, uh, admittedly, but they 
you know, they'll come back hard and, um, you know, underestimate St Kilda at your peril. I'm, mm. I'm sure that won't happen. I, I know that, you know, Brendan Bolton will keep his players on edge and, and uh, you know, to think that, uh, uh, you know, that Carlton could go to the bye with a, a, a meritorious win over the Saints is, is really palatable. And I, and I think they're men on a mission. I, I'm, I'm sure they won't, you know, take St Kilda lightly and they'll be ready for the scrap. Could be seven and five, which is, as you say, a delicious prospect tone. Um, will Cruz be up, do you know? Well, well, I suppose it's a wait and see. You know, he, he seemed pretty, you know, nauseous after the game. We've got till Sunday, haven't we? So he's got a little mm. bit of time to recover for it, but I guess he'll be monitored during the week. Um, Phillips, uh, Andrew Phillips resumed through the Northern Blues, so I, su- I suspect if worse comes to worse, we have a, you know, probably a ready-made replacement. Mm. Um, but it, the emergence of Gorringe, you know, as a key mm. position player... Um, is is impressive, you know, and I suppose, you know, one one problem that Brendan Bolton and the coaching staff have to face ultimately is, you know, do you play Phillips, Cruiser, Casbolt and Goring all together in the one team? You it's know, a very tall team. It's a tall yeah. team. But I, I think what I like about Goring is his mobility. You know, yeah. he's such an athletic player. He seems to be a versatile player and... Um, He's, uh, you know, he, well, I don't know what he is in the, in the old measurement. He's probably six, 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 seven, and he wow. and he moves like a wingman, you know. And um, he's he's a, you know, he's good in the air. He's a good mark. Um, he's at two hundred centimeters. Daniele, producer, uh, kindly explains to us. Um, so he's, uh, you know, he he's a real um, uh, uh, fine for Carlton. He's and a again, lovely kick as well. Yeah, and again, again, a credit to the recruiters. You know, they've they've found another one there. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, so look, um, it's going to be a contest. Games against St Kilda always are. Yes. Um, they are a, a team we love to beat. Yes, we'll yes, say that, very true. Uh, without fear of contradiction. Um, that is Sunday, Etihad Stadium, one ten. The ground has been good to us over the last couple of weeks. A, a, little, a little addendum t- to this too, Tony. Charlie Kurnow, I think, is, uh, is uh, back in training, I, oh, that's I, I, I believe. I believe had, he's. What did he have? Well, he had glandular fever. He's because um, he's doing HSC. He, he is. So he's got a bit <laughs> on. Yeah. He's got a bit on. Um, I'm hoping to actually speak to his mother, Cass, later on. Uh, it's more to do with Ed's 100th game, but yeah. um, hopefully I get an opportunity to speak to her about the impact that Brent Bolton has had on the two boys this oh. year. You know, it'll be interesting to speak to her. Um, and um, Harry Mackay is also not far away from Fantastic. resuming again. And they're, you know, two young fellows. We saw a glimpse of Charlie Curnow earlier in the year. Harry Mackay we haven't th- seen yet. Charlie Curnow is just busting with youthful enthusiasm and I can't wait to see him get a string of games because he just, he goes hard at it. Yes, it's, he it's, does. It's the Curnow way, I know. But I... Like he is a thrilling prospect. Um, well, that's right, and you know we've already extolled the virtues of Jakob Vietrin, you know the key position defensive pace. Well, we've got these two, you know, potential key position players uh, that we that have to come into this team. Yeah, it's only upside, you know. And then of course, you know, um, they're all talking about the game of Silvani oh, you know, yes. in the reserves of the weekend, and. Um, Okay, they're just sort of trying to temper it a bit. You know, he's a young kid that's still finding his feet. But but Brendan Bolton is on record as saying, you know, if uh, he'll play blokes on form, if they put yeah. their hand up, you know, they mount a compelling argument to be selected for seniors. So we, we monitor uh, Jack's form with tremendous interest and, and let's see what happens between now and year's end. There are blue skies ahead, dark navy blue skies. 
He's smiling at you and me, Tony. Oh, it's, look, it's a good time to be a bagger. Get on board. CarltonFC.com.au is the website. This has been the Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo, Tony Moakley signing out. And we will catch you next week. And rest in peace, the great one, Muhammad Ali. Indeed. Uh, I thought it was a very nice way they interrupted that and kind of let us know, too. Um, yes, what a life, what a man. A life well lived. Uh, we will catch you next week. <laughs>